and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer, sponsor this program, follow us on Twitter, or even like us on Facebook. We can be found at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Hey, LJ Renee, how are you doing? I'm doing right well. I'm having a wonderful day. How are you? Right well. Okay. <laughs> I am so grateful that we are another day closer to my weekend. Praise no, God. I know that's the truth. I know that's the truth. And, I have great anticipation for the weekend. Speaking of which, we are in the days leading up to our celebration of Christmas, the world mm -hmm. over, mm -hmm. and, and it's really called the Advent season. So I thought it'd be really uh, appropriate to talk about the Advent season, and not just in the context of how prior to the birth of Jesus, how they were just waiting, how they were waiting on the Messiah, but also how, you know, the Messiah has come, we have received him as savior in our lives, but there is a there is a waiting on Jesus and inter waiting on the intervention of Jesus that we have and a great anticipation that we have today. So I thought let's talk about that. I'm gonna read a verse from uh, a couple of verses from Psalms 27, and I know you have one too, and mm -hmm. we can read these and and just have a discussion about the expectation and anticipation of the coming of Jesus Christ. Expectation and anticipation. anticipation. Uh, I'm going to read from Psalms 27 and verses number 13 and 14. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why they just disappeared right when I was getting ready to read them, but um, let me pull it back up here. So Psalms 27 verses 13 and 14 says, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Amen. And then in John 12, I thought this was really the way uh, it's read in the uh, Passion Translation in John 12. This is when Jesus had healed uh, Lazarus and then he began to start talking to um, the disciples about that that he should be glorified through through them and this is the verse um, that was really just struck me I, I just it just really solidified in my spirit uh, and it's so true but in John 12 31 it says from this moment on everything in this world is about to change for the ruler of this dark world will be overthrown. Hmm. Everything, 
everything. 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 Said, and the thing that got me is, is from this moment on, everything, and that is so true, that everything changed. In the ruler of darkness, and in the King James Version, it referred to that it was judged, that the world was judged, the world system was, was is judged. And so, but everything in this world is about to change. Wow. Amen. Let's pray. Dear God, we just thank you for your word. We thank you, oh God, for the great anticipation and expectation that when you show up, everything, everything yes. changes. So Father, with that same anticipation, excitement, zeal, uh, Father, that that the people had way back when, Father, we have that same zeal and excitement and anticipation for the intervention of God in our circumstance, that you would move in our lives, that you would move in our uh, atmosphere, that you would move in our hearts and our society, oh God. And, and Father, if, if we didn't have such an anticipation and expectation, our hearts would fail us. But we, oh God, believe to see the goodness of God in the land of the living, and we will not faint. We will not be weary, but we wait, Father, in great expectation, and yeah. we are of good courage. Our faith, oh God, our faith knows that you will, because you said you would, you will show up. And Father, when you do, you make it all all right. So with before we see it change, before we experience the intervention that we are waiting on, we will bless your name because we know, oh God, that we walk this walk by faith. And if you said it, you will do it. And if you spoke it, it's already done. We just haven't Amen. seen it. So we thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, the Advent season that I mentioned a few minutes ago, uh, one of the, first of all, one of the things when I was in Germany uh, back in October, we went shopping, you know, to pick up a few things. One of the ladies that was at the company that we were visiting, she's like, hey, let me take you to the store. You can pick up some things. And when we were in the store, one of the things that she she said, hey, you see these Advent calendars, these would be good to pick up for your kids or grandkids, nieces, nephews, whatever. And so I got one, you know, a smaller one that could fit in my bag for one of my nephews, for one of my great nephews, actually. But, but I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, I don't, when I was young, I don't remember, uh -huh. I don't remember having an advent calendar, you know, where you open up these little, little boxes or windows or whatever in the calendar, the way this one is. And I guess little surprises come up and I don't know, little messages. I don't know, candy. I don't know what's in there, but something comes up each day. And so when I was, when I was mentioning to my niece about it, she's like, oh yeah, I remember those. We used to, we used to have those. I was like, you did? I didn't, I don't remember having one when I was a kid, but, uh, but it got me thinking about the advent, advent of Jesus Christ. So these, these were filling and flooding the stores back in October in anticipation that people would be buying them and using them for their children. And you can basically rehearse and commemorate uh, the Lord every day. You can, you know, whether it's a scripture or a saying or whatever it is, but you can, it, it gives you an 
a reason to talk about Jesus. And so I think those are wonderful. I just didn't, I don't know if you had them when you were a kid. I did not have no. a calendar. No, I, matter of fact, as you were describing it, I'm like, Lord, I don't remember that either. Oh, it's a big thing. It's a really big deal. And when my niece said that they had them, I was like, you did? I ain't even, I, I don't even know if I ever seen these before. <laughs> but wow. anyway, I, it, the Advent season, of course, I've heard of the Advent season, but I've never seen these Advent calendars. And I, I didn't know this was a big thing with, with young people and, and, you know, people buy these calendars. And I, I think it's fabulous. I just didn't know about it. And I didn't, I did not have one. So I did give one to my great nephew, but apparently it is not the first time he's had one and he's only five. So I was like, really? Wow. Mm. Um, but when you think about it though, prior to Jesus being, and I just, I'm still getting through the chosen se uh, yes. movie series. I'm in season three, loving every session, every episode of it. But yes. when you, and you and I were talking about this on the prayer line, when when Jesus was walking among the people and doing miracles and so forth after he had started his earthly ministry, they did not know who Jesus was in terms of him being the Messiah. Many of them thought he was a, uh, well, he was a rabbi. They called him rabbi, rabboni, right. master teacher. He was a rabbi. And they thought, some thought he was a prophet, but in the movie, there's one scene when when they say, do you think you're better than, do you think you're like a prophet like Moses? Do you think you're better than John? The They called him John the baptizer. Mm -hmm, John mm -hmm. the baptizer? And, I'm, and, and it's like, uh, do you think you're, this is the one who John said, one coming after me. I can't, I'm not even worthy to untie his shoelace, to tie his shoelaces. But but they didn't know he was he was with them and among them and they did not know who he was. And when some began to realize, that's why you remember when Jesus says to his disciples, who do you say? Who do men say I am? And then I am you say. And when Peter said, you're the Christ, the son of the living God, that was a great revelation because even the disciples didn't realize at some point until, you know, until he opened their eyes, they didn't know that he was indeed the Messiah. Uh, so it's just amazing. We, we look with hindsight and, and it's all clear to us, right? Because right. But when you're living through a thing and that's, you know, I'd like to talk about that. When we're living through a thing, it's sometimes it's hard to see uh, the forest for the trees. So when you're living through trouble and hardship and difficulty, it's sometimes hard to see, and you remind me of these things sometimes as well. It's sometimes hard to see that this is the way God intended for this to be so that his will might be uh, exposed and come to pass. But sometimes you got to go through the difficulty and it's, it's, it's hard to, it's hard to rationalize that when you're going through it. But when you got hindsight, it's easy to see, oh, that was God fixing it and working it and moving yes. it. And so they were, they were praying for a Messiah. They were just anticipating and longing for a Messiah. And when he was right there with him, they didn't even know he who he was. And, you know, even saying that, Twyla, that is the same even prayer that we need to pray today, is that he will even the more reveal himself to us um, in his works, his character, his attributes, um, the ways. Because 
you know, the Bible says that his thoughts are not our thoughts and his ways are not our ways. But it also says when Paul in Ephesians, he says, pray, you know, for insight, for wisdom, that you may know who he is. And so when we know who he is in the midst of our situations, it makes everything better. And like you said, sometimes we don't even recognize it until we either have gotten through it or we're getting ready to come out of it. Let's put it like that. But but then we know that, yes, he is a healer or yet he is a way maker. Yet he is, you know, uh, the one that that life, you know, you you experience him. And that's how great he, he is, is that you experience him in many and different ways that becomes a testimony. Um to others that he is the Christ and it solidifies in your soul where no one else can really uh, convince you that he is not the Christ or convince you that he's not real or convince you that you're worse worshiping an idol. No one can convince you of that because now you have experience with him and you have, um, you have been with him uh, through situations or he has been with you through situations that he revealed who he is in the midst of those situations. It's many aspects of God. Oh, yeah. And it's only through, you know, it's only through those experiences that we recognize who he is. Yes, you are a healer. Yes, you are a provider. You know, and so, um, I mean, that's just basically it, is that he, he wants us to know who he is. Amen. And, you and that know was Paul's prayer. He calls, he, 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 he commissions us to walk by faith. He requires us to walk by faith. And what happens every, you can, you can trace it back to this. I would say, if not a hundred percent of the time, it will be 99.99% of the time that when we are troubled and doubtful and fearful it is because we have taken our eyes off of jesus mm. because doubt and fear cannot i want etch this in your heart commit this to your memory doubt and fear cannot abide in his presence mm -hmm. it yeah. cannot abide in his presence yeah. and in psalms 56 3 the psalmist said, what time I am afraid, or basically when I am afraid, I will trust in thee. And, yeah. and the, the, the way that the uh, other, the way that this is said in another way in the scripture, it says, when they didn't know what to do, we don't know what to do, but our eyes are on you. Basically, Lord, when, when I don't know what to do, when my heart is, is, you know, fear is tap dancing on my heart. I'm going to look to you and trust in you because he is the only one that can calm your fears and fix that troubling that's in your spirit so that you can, you know, like Jesus, that should be the ultimate goal for all of us is in the midst of the storm. We want to lay our head down and sleep because you can't, he said, you can't change nothing by worrying anyway. So why are yeah. you worrying and troubled? Just go to sleep, rest, be at rest and trust in God. God is the one who controls the, the storm. 
in the activities around you. And so what happens is every time when we, uh, myself, definitely at the top of the, the line in this one, at the front of the line, every time when we are uh, feeling anxious, that's why I said, don't be anxious about anything, pray about everything. When you are feeling anxious and and troubled and fearful, it's because you know, it, it's an indictment, but it's a true one. You're not walking by faith. And so get in his presence at times when I would be afraid, I will trust in you. Put your trust in God. He, and I'm not saying you're not going to still experience times of anxiety and, and fretfulness, but every time you do the answer and the solution is to look to Jesus and trust in him. And and that anticipation that we have, uh, we should we we are still. Uh, it's a different kind of of hopelessness and darkness that we have uh, in our day today. We're not we're not without a savior. We have the savior of the world living on the inside of us. So no matter what we encounter, how difficult the trouble, at the end of the day. Uh, we we have the eternal salvation with Jesus Christ, and there is nothing that can take that away from us, nothing and no one. And no matter how difficult life is on earth, uh, that that promise lightens our day, brightens our day. A uh, matter of fact, what was the verse in the scripture that says, you know, to to basically remind one another about uh, the coming of Christ, that we might encourage one another in our faith Basically, mm. that's what we need to do. When you when when it feels like there's no, just remind yourself that Jesus is coming back, and you have the eternal blessed hope of of living with Him for all of eternity. But there is a darkness that is upon the earth today, and we have that anticipation that God will intervene and come through. And He always does come through if you trust Him. But we have that anticipation. And sometimes I will confess there is a bit of anxiety because it feels, and that's when my eyes aren't focused 100% on Jesus, when it feels like, oh my God, darkness is prevailing. That's because you're not looking at Jesus. Whenever we feel like that, we have taken our eyes off of God. But it's just when things bad happen, like in Ohio, when you guys lost issue one, right? You know, the issue one mm. went to defeat. That felt like a dark day to me. But yes. you keep your eyes on Jesus. Keep your eyes on Jesus. But 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 still, it's we absolutely we go through those those periods, and it feels it feels like ah, oh. and you just want to yes. just yeah, just feel desperate about things, but. And you know what, Twyla, even, even thinking about that too, that particular situation, um, and one of the things that I heard in my spirit, he says, you know, you don't know how I'm going to move. You know, yeah. sometimes, because we, we, we're, you know, try to reason things out, you know, try to be logical about things. And when you suffer what you think is a defeat, that you wonder, wait a minute, I've been praying, I've been doing this, I've been doing that. But the thing about when he spoke, he said, you don't know how I'm going to move. You don't know who I'm going to raise up. That person that he's going to raise up probably be you, you know, bringing you up out of obscurity. But one thing for sure, but and just look at this darkness that we are experiencing. You know, God said that we are supposed to be that light. He's waiting, you know, he's waiting on us, you know, to be that light that people can see the way out of this darkness that, that, um, that, it, that is. 
And, you know, lately, Twyla, you had mentioned about Jesus Christ coming back again. Lately, that's all you've been hearing about because things have looked look so dark. I mean, we've seen things that we never thought would even happen, you know? Uh, and so everything began, it looks dark. Even in the scripture in Isaiah, it says that darkness should be on the earth, but vast darkness shall be upon the people, basically. And he said, but it shall not be upon you, for, for we will uh, display the glory of the Lord. We're going to be that light that people are going to seek seek after because they're living in darkness. So I've, I've been hearing, uh, you know, Jesus Christ is, is returning soon. No one knows the date or the time of the hour. But I tell you, the things seem like they'd be lining up like, you know, he is. And I'm thinking, man, what a glorious day, you know, that that will be. But until that time that we are supposed to uh, shed forth light and to glorify him. And that's what he was talking about in John as well, is that, you know, he will be glorified through us, that we are to be that light in that dark place. We are and supposed you know, to be. And, you know, when we, when we say that there's darkness all around, to the extent that we, because he said we are the light of the world. Yes. And to me, I, I I mean, you know, this is just me, but I think there is an indictment against the church when there's so much darkness all around. It's like, where's the light? We I mean, we are that light. Where wh why are we not shining and and having an impact in against some of this darkness? Because a greater impact. I don't say having an impact, because we do have an impact, but a greater impact, because the Bible says that when the light shines, darkness can't can't stop it. It can't, can't do anything about it. Uh, the, the light shines and darkness cannot comprehend it or stop it. And so when, when we are, when we are allowing our light to shine as a unified body of Christ, and, I, and I'm going to tell you, that's half of the problem. The body of Christ is not unified in the earth. When we are allowing ourselves to be unified in the earth and that light shining, it, darkness cannot do anything about it. We, yeah. I pray for the unity of the body of Christ. And it is, it, it, it will be. And like uh, I told the young, uh, told the lady today, you know, it's not, you know, it don't have to be a lot of us because it's always been a remnant that turned things around. Oh it, yeah. So, One will chase mm -hmm. a thousand, two will put 10,000. That's right. That's you don't right. need a whole bunch. That's right. But this is a scripture too. Uh, I got so much on my mind that I want to say about this. Uh, because one of it had to do with the chosen uh, when Peter was getting, when Peter walked on the water and, um, and, and he began to, to sink and Jesus, you know, lifted his, put down his hand to bring him up and they got in the boat and that Peter was so sorrowful. I mean, he apologized for the things that he had been thinking, the things that he had been doing because he felt that he had given up his whole life for him. And so now that he understood and he began to start apologizing. And I, when you were talking, I was thinking about that particular scene is that we, when we had talked about, sometimes we see him in different ways when he exposes uh, who he is in the midst of our situations, uh, that, 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 that is the light there. So I was thinking about that as you were talking uh, about that, that, you know, Jesus saved. And then there was another situation that I want to read in 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 uh, Hebrews, and we talked about Jesus, and it says this. Now, this is in the Passion Translation, 
And uh, this is after he said that he knows the thoughts and the motivations of the heart. But he says, this says this. So then we must cling in faith to all we know to be true. For we have a magnificent king priest, Jesus Christ, the son of God, who rose into the heavenly realm for us and now sympathize with us in our frailties. He understands uh, humanity for as a man, our uh, magnificent king priest was tempted in every way, just as we are and conquered sin. And we have to remember. Now, what, what, did you, what did you read? What verses did you read? That was read that's um, from Hebrews 4, um, starting at the 14th verse and went down to the, the 15th verse as well. And in the 16th, it says, so now draw near freely and boldly to where grace is enthroned to receive mercy, kiss and discover the grace we urgently need to strengthen us in our time of weakness. And, and, and that's so very important because he, he knows us and he has been tempted by all points. He knows what we are going through. And he's saying, so come boldly before the throne of grace to obtain mercy and to find grace. That's in the King James translation uh, version of it. But he knows what we are going through. And he now is sitting on the right hand of the Father and he's making intercessions for us. And so we can get that grasp of knowing who he is. He is the king. He is the priest, especially during the season that we're in right now, the Advent season, that, that, that we know who he is. And when we are experiencing some things that we can come boldly before him. And the Bible says that he in no wise will turn us away. He in no wise and say, oh, that, that's so trivial. That's uh-uh. He's, he's saying, come. And that's what we have to even remember in, the, in this season that um, uh, we're, we're getting ready to end the year. Yeah, but and every know. each one of us has something that we are anticipating and expecting God to do in our lives. And so as you- yes. As you wait on him, and that's what we're doing. That's what the advent was. It was waiting on with expectation, waiting on the coming or the fulfillment of the Messiah to come into the earth. And as you wait on the promises of God to be fulfilled in your life, do it with expectation and, and uh, great anticipation. And every day, take time to acknowledge him and to thank him in advance. Because if you wait with expectation, just like Christmas, you know, children waiting on Christmas, there is a great, I don't forget that, there is a great expectation Girl. as a child on Christmas morning. And you are anticipating receiving uh, these bundles of joy and, and gifts and so forth. You anticipate it and, and you can hardly sleep on Christmas Eve, but all the days leading up to it, you get excited and, and the, whole, the whole joy the season brings. So when you are waiting on the promises of God, do it with that childlike anticipation. Let there be joy in your heart because you do, a child does not doubt, not even for a second, does a child doubt that Christmas day is coming? They might wonder if they're getting the gifts they hope, but they don't doubt Christmas day is coming. And so with great anticipation and expectation, uh, let us all 
not doubt that God will fulfill his promise and his word in our life. We might not know how he's going to do it or the day that he's going to make it uh, make it come to pass. That's why the, the scripture I read in Psalms 27 said, I had fainted unless I had believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. I trust and believe he's going to manifest his promise, fulfill his word while I'm yet alive. I'm mm. trusting and believing. Now, everybody may not, and we won't get into that, but everybody may not receive all the promises of God on this side of heaven because the Bible says some died in faith believing. Um, but but we are going to trust with, but, they, but that's the thing. They died in faith believing. They died with that expectation, hope, and anticipation. So let us expect and believe to see the goodness of God, the fulfillment of his promises. Just like a child knows, December 25th is coming. They don't know what they're going to get on December 25th. They hope, but they know it's coming and they have expectation and anticipation. Expect to see God manifest his fulfillment of his promises in your life and, and bless him for it every day. Thank him for it every day. I don't have to see uh, I don't have to see it That's come good. to pass to give him praise. I can Amen. thank him because I have anticipation that it's coming. And that anticipation will lead me uh, to trust him when I can't see him, to believe him when I have no physical evidence of it. And then the scripture you read in John says that when he came, he changed the entire world <laughs> and everything in it. The trajectory of Jesus, uh, I mean, the, the the coming of Jesus changed the trajectory of the balance of the world. The calendar now marks uh, the before. We don't use these terms, but our calendar, our time is split based before on Christ and after his death. Uh, That's right. he, he split time in two. He That's changed right. everything. And he when he shows up everything. in your life, and when he fulfills the words that he is, he will change everything in your life. You know what, Twyla? Listen, even this morning in prayer, uh, I was we read the scripture, but I got to thinking about this. He says, when you pray, he says, you pray like you've already received it. That's that's faith. And so when you and and I and I really believe that you know if we could just remember the things that we are hoping for expecting the words that he has and promise that he has shared with us and told us personally that praying with faith like you already have received it because there's a scripture that says and whatever you ask in prayer you will receive if you have faith the good news if you believe in the lord he will listen when you pray and so we, we in our prayer we have to pray like we've already received it you know that that reminds me First of all, two things. When Jesus prayed, he said, Father, I know you hear me because you always hear me. That's Come how on. he prayed. That's how he told you to pray. That's uh -huh. how he prayed. But then it reminds me in The Chosen, I told you I'm watching that series. When there was once, I don't know if you remember the episode when he went to heal, heal Jairus' daughter. And when he went yes. into the house, and this is recorded clearly in the scriptures too. They, this was not them making a movie. This is in the scriptures. But when he went into the house, the people... The people were already mourning because Jairus' daughter had died while he went right. to Jesus. And then when 
when Jesus went in, he put them out because they were mocking. They were laughing like, hey, you can't, this woman, this girl's dead. What are you going to do? It's, you should have come like Mary and Martha. You should have come before he died, before Lazarus died. This girl's dead. You should have come before he's dead. You, there's not nothing you can do here. He said, get out, put, put them out, get them out. Yes. And because that's what you need to do. Get them out because, and listen, that's a word to all of us. Where people are doubting and questioning what you're anticipating for, get them out. Put that That's stuff right. out Shut it down. among you because it will disturb your faith and confidence if and you, if you let it. It's it's there to distract you. Jesus said, put them out, put them out. And yes. um, when he went up to pray for the for the daughter, like he did with everything, right? He didn't, he, like you said, you said, pray like you believe it's already done. When he prayed over the, he said, he said it to all of them. He said to the man at the pool of it says, get up. You know, do you want to be yep. here? Get up. He, that's the way he, he prayed because it was already done. It was already done. And so we was have to pray. Done. And I mean, it's a, it's a, it's our goal for all of us to pray and and I and I pray that and I'll ask if you will pray when we're done, if you'll pray over this word with uh, that we pray in faith with great expectation and let nothing shake or cause you to waver in that anticipation of what God is going to do. Amen. Amen. Okay, well, Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We honor you. We bless your name. We thank you for the word that you released to us right now and to those who are hearing this broadcast and will hear it, oh, Father, in days to come. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that know that we have expectation and hope, dear Father, in you, that whatsoever thing that you promised, whatsoever thing you've spoken, uh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the things that we even desire, oh God, that is in line with your word, that God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, that we pray, wait, and expect, dear Father God, that, that you've heard our prayers, and that God, that you would answer in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, I pray, God, even that you would give us even greater revelation, that as we pray, that we praying as if, oh God, we're praying that, uh, we're praying that, that God, that we've already received it uh, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth and that God, when we receive it, what joy, oh, oh, what joy it will be, Father God, that it will strengthen our faith in the precious name of Jesus. Now, Lord, remove those individuals or give us the wisdom and the discernment to remove those individuals that, Lord, that will affect our faith, that God, that speak against what you're trying to do in our lives, oh God, in the name of Jesus, as you told, oh God, the mourners to, to, to get out, to be removed, dear Father God, we, Lord, do the same for those individuals in our lives, those distractions in our lives, dear Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, that that which we're standing for, believing and expecting for, that we will not be hindered, Father God, by those things, but we will keep our eyes upon you. Father, forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness, Father, in the precious name of Jesus. For our hope, oh God, is in you and in you alone. We thank you for this Advent season, God. We stand in great expectation. And most of all, we remember, oh God, that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, 
was born, Father, in the name of Jesus, to destroy the work I of the devil. And as you a result, the whole world changed. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you more than anything. I lift my hands in total adoration unto you. You reign on the throne, for you are God and God alone. Because of you, my cloudy days are gone. Thank you. I can sing to you this song. I just want to say that I love you more than anything. Yeah. Come on, sing. I lift my hands in total adoration. No more Jesus. I need just yeah. a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. I need just a little more Jesus. Thank you for tuning in. This has been Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? Come visit us at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We'd like you to join us for morning prayer. Follow us on Twitter or like us on Facebook. Even see how you can sponsor this show. Again, it's www.whatdoesthelordsay.com.